Well, happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to today's Srimad Bhagavatam class. Shishivara Kalachanji Dhamaki. Today's chapter is the birth of Emperor Perixit. Amazing. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Girivada Dari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Girivada Dari Ashura Nandana Braja Jananjana Ashura Nandana Braja Jananjana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamunati Ravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Ashura Nandana Braja Jananjana Ashura Nandana Braja Jananjana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 
Krishna, Krishna, Hare, Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare. Haribo. Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Jaya Gurude, 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 Jaya Jaya Gurude. Jagora Premanandi, save the whole world, treat the Prabhupada ki. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 12, Text Number 1 Sunako Vacha Ashvatam Nospastrena Brahma Siros Noru Tejasa Utra Hato Garva Uttaraya Hato Garva Ishena Jivitaha Puna I'll try to do it with the proper meter now. Sunaka Uvacha Ashvatama no Pastrena Brahma Siros Noru Tejasa Uttaraya Hatogarbha Isena Javitaha Puna Sunaka Uvacha Asvatama nos pastrena Brahmasiros noru tejasa Uttaraya hato garva Isena javitaha punaha Word for word, Sunaka, Sunaka Uvacha. The sage Sunaka said, Ashvatamna. Of Ashvatama, the son of Drona. Upastrena. 
by release of Brahma Sirsna, the invincible weapon Brahmastra, Uru Tejasa, by high temperature, Uttarayaha, of Uttara, mother of Pariksit, Hataha, being spoiled, Garba, womb, Isena, by the Supreme Lord, Ajivitaha, brought to life, Puna, again, translation, and purport by His Divine Grace to the A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Ki. The sage Sunaka said, the womb of Uttara, mother of Maharaj Pariksit, was spoiled by the dreadful and invincible Brahmastra weapon released by Ashvatama. But Maharaj Pariksit was saved by the Supreme Lord. Please repeat, the sage Sunaka said, the womb of Uttara, mother of Maharaj Pariksit, was spoiled by the dreadful and invincible Brahmastra weapon released by Ashvatama. But Maharaj Pariksit was saved by the Supreme Lord. The sage Sunaka said, you don't have to repeat it again. I'll just say it one more time. The sage of Sunaka said, The womb of Uttara, the mother of Maharaj Pariksit, was spoiled by the dreadful and invincible Brahmastra weapon released by Ashvatama. But Maharaj Pariksit was saved by the Supreme Lord. Purport. The sages assembled in the forest of Namsharanya inquired from Sutta Goswami about the birth of Maharaj Pariksit. But in the course of the narration, other topics, like the release of the Brahmastra by the son of Drona, his punishment by Arjuna, Queen Kunti Devi's prayers, the Pandava's visits to the place where Bhishmadev was lying, his prayers, and thereafter the Lord's departure for Dwarka, were discussed. His arrival at Dwarka and residing with the 16,000 queens, etc., were narrated. The sages were absorbed... In such hearing, in hearing such descriptions. But now they wanted to turn to the original topic, and thus the inquiry was made by Sunakarishi. So, the subject of the release of the Brahmastra weapon by Ashvatama is renewed. Minobisham, Shapitam, Jaina Bhutale, Swam Rupa Karama and Dantisva Padantikam. I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble obeisances unto the dust of his lotus feet. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasnaya Bhutale, Shimati Tamal Krishna, Goswaminiti Nomini. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasnaya Bhutale. Shrimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Namane Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharani Nirvisesha Sunyavari Pashkata Dishitarani Vanchakalpatrubhaischa Kripasindam Zevacha Patitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavabio Namona Maha 
Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Dvaita Gadadha Shivasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So we're reading from the Spotless Purana the Srimad Bhagavatam which is arisen in this dark age of Kali to give us light. And so we're reading chapter 12 from the first canto, the first text, the birth of Emperor Pariksit. And so we're reading how uh, Maharaj Pariksit, he's the grandson of Arjuna, right? He, His father was killed in the Battle of Kurukshetra most unmercifully, right, by the a uh, cabal of more powerful warriors who conspired against him in an unfair way because he was a younger fighter. And they killed him. And his name is, whenever I need a name, I can't think of it. His name was uh, well, that's terrible. Anyway, he was the son of Arjuna and our own his name is Abhimanyu, thank you. Abhimanyu, he's the son of uh, Subhadra Devi. Subhadra and Arjuna were married. Krishna made an arrangement for Arjuna to marry Subhadra. And Subhadra and Arjuna's son was killed. And But before he died, he he in, in uh, the womb of Uttara was the baby Pariksit. And Pariksit Maharaj... Uh, was actually killed by Ashvatama while he was in the womb with this Brahmastra weapon. And we know the Brahmastra weapon can be, is like a, it, it's a nuclear weapon, but it's very directed at a specific spot. It's not like, you know, the, the material, uh, nuclear weapons of today that kill indiscriminately, right? The technology of that day, it wasn't even, they don't call it technology, the, the practice, the military art of that day was that they had these, they could chant the mantras and launch the weapon and direct it very specifically. So they actually killed Maharaj Pariksit. And uh, the Supreme Lord, Krishna, brought him back to life. So we we can scarcely imagine how how horrible it is that that someone during Krishna's time right would kill children, but we know that Arjuna's other children that he had with Draupadi they were also killed, and so uh, this business of killing and killing children, it's it's not unique to Kali to Kali Yuga. We see it in Krishna's time, and it's all it's all. All this killing is happening because of lust, right? Desire for material enjoyment. You know, Ashvatama had just seen the battle of Kurukshetra. His, his armies were destroyed. His leader destroyed. The Pandavas defeated the Kauravas. Um, the, uh, and so he's, he's got spoiled grapes, right? He's, he's, he's angry. So one last thing he's going to do. Let's, let's kill Pariksit. He's the baby in the womb of Uttara, and, and he was uh, going to be the emperor of the world after Yudhisthira because he was in line. 
And so they wanted to, to, uh, he, he hatches this plot and he actually kills the baby while the baby's still in the womb. But Perixit was there and he, he, he realized, he, he Perixit, obviously Perixit was there, but Perixit saw the Lord and the Lord came and brought him back to life. And so <clears throat> this is, uh, instructive for us because we're going to see these horrible things happening in the world and Krishna let it happen during his time as an instructive story for us so that we could see what it's like. You know, these things are going to happen in the world. And we need to understand that it's Krishna consciousness that will save the day. In Krishna's time, when Krishna's there personally, Krishna personally saves him, right? So uh, can we do that? Well, not directly. We don't bring people back to life. Lord Jesus was empowered to do that, right? He was a Shaktivesha avatar. He could bring people back to life. But that's not really what we're supposed to do in Kali Yuga right now. We're supposed to spread the Sankirtan movement of Lord Chaitanya and give people the tools, give people the means by which they themselves can practice Krishna consciousness and go back to Godhead, right? That's how we save people. We don't just save their bodies. We don't just bring them back to life and say, okay, now enjoy again. And Krishna didn't do that for, for Maharaj Pariksit because Pariksit was a perfect king and he grew up to be the perfect emperor of the world. And because he was cursed by Shringi, to die by the by the bite of a snake bird for insulting Shringi's father. Pariksit, Emperor Pariksit Maharaj didn't say, well, I'm going to reverse this curse. He accepted it. And he said, okay, it's my time to go. So he sat down and he just listened to Srimad Bhagavatam. His spiritual master appeared by the arrangement of the Lord. And Sukadeva Goswami spoke to Pariksit Maharaj and an assembled, an assembly of great sages and they listened to the Srimad Bhagavatam be narrated by Sukadeva Goswami. Sukha, Sukha is the parrot. Sukha means parrot. Sukadeva Goswami is the parrot, one of the parrot pet, pets of Srimati Radharani and Lord Krishna. Yes. So parrots like to speak and repeat things. And so they, the Sukadeva Goswami, the parrot, of Shimati Radharani, and he can never actually refer to Radharani directly, right? Or he would have gone into ecstasy, he couldn't be able to speak. So per- Maharaj Pariksit is listening to this very narration that we're now reading. And so uh, the sages of Namsharanya are repeating it then later on. There's The Bhagavatam is spoken again. So we're hearing about the birth of Emperor Pariksit and how glorious he was. And so um, Maharaj Pariksit was saved by the Supreme Lord. He was protected. He was not allowed to be killed by the horrible Ashvatama. And we can expect the same kind of mercy from the Lord. Are we going to be killed by a Brahmastra? Pretty unlikely, right? <laughs> but we go out in the world. We have to fight traffic. Crazy drivers, crazy people. I mean, it's really sad too, because like in some places, kids 
freak out and they bring a gun to school and they kill people, they kill other kids. There's people right now even they're plotting, attacking innocent people for for no real good reason. Except what's what's causing them to do this is their lust for material satisfaction. And the fact they're not always getting the satisfaction they think they want. They get disturbed. There's mental illness. And then they start acting in these crazy, ridiculous ways. It's, it's all for a lack of Krishna consciousness. It's, it's for a lack of knowledge. And our society is such that it's just about, uh, enjoyment. It's just about material sense pleasure. And, Everything that's out there is making us, uh, it's trying to focus into having a mindset of enjoyment is your only goal in life. That should be it. There's religions out there, and the religions are trying their best. But honestly, um, it's not... It, 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 it's like, you know, trying to keep a candle lit in, in, in a hurricane, right? It's like the, our material senses are so powerful, then it's exacerbated by the media, by the, 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 the modern world, all these gadgets we have, these stupid phones that we have. They're not just phones anymore, they're computers, and they hook us up to a database that gives us endless variety of sense gratification, right? 20 years ago, 30 years ago, sense gratification was more limited, right? You know, you had to go out. You had to to to, to, to get a newspaper to find out what movies were showing. <laughs> you know, and it was, there were some limitations. Now it's it's absolutely wide open. And this is the scourge of Kali Yuga. This is the scourge of these material, uh, this material technology. It's like a turbocharger placed on top of the, the material energy to, to really strongly, strongly keep in, uh, to, to, to keep souls, to keep people in ignorance, in illusion of what is their true, you know, what's truly good for them, which is to, Try to begin to ask, who is God? Why am I here? Why do I suffer? What is the nature of the world? Why is it, why does, why do things happen the way they do? People are asking this question, but they're not getting the answer because we have the answer. So we have to do more to give that answer to people and to satisfy them. Yes, you can be happy in Christian consciousness. Well, here's the philosophy. I like the philosophy, but where's the proof? You know, proof is in the taste, right? The taste. Well, here you go. Taste some prashadam. Have prashad. Have some sweets. Have a sweet ball, sweet rice. So many nice preparations are made, and they're offered to Krishna first. And then we eat that. We honor that. We, we, and it's been blessed by the Lord. It has His very saliva in it. And so, God's saliva is not some, you know, something you pick up and go, oh, gross, right? You know, it's not, it's the Lord's blissful energy. Nothing about Krishna is material. It is entirely spiritual. So anything that has contact with Krishna has becomes transcendental. 
becomes blissful. And if you eat Krishna Prashad, you become blissful. And you know that it's special when you honor it, when you eat it. And so we have to give this to other people. We have to do our best to spread this movement. The problem is, is that we become complacent, right? I'll speak for myself. I, I don't want to accuse anyone else. I get complacent. I get lazy, I think. I just, okay, I've joined Krishna consciousness. I was very fired up my first couple years, maybe even a few years. And then you get into the hard slog of continuing to remain at a high level of Krishna consciousness, of doing service. It's not easy because we want to get comfortable. We want to say, okay, I'll be a devotee, but Lord, I still, I need a house. I want a family. I'll work and, and make things comfortable, make things easy for me. And this is really not, uh, what Hare Krishna is about, uh, uh, for us to have an easy time of it, right? Prabhupada never had an easy time of it for his whole life. <laughs> never. Any business he started failed. And this is Prabhupada. This is the Shaktivesha avatar. This is the Jagat Guru of the whole universe. And he had an intelligence that's beyond anything that, that's ever been seen materially. His intelligence, he could have been the emperor of the universe with his intelligence alone. But he was a pure devotee of Krishna. So he never saw the setbacks as anything other than Krishna's mercy and Krishna guiding him and teaching him and him ex- and him being the pure devotee, he relished the interaction of Krishna in himself and what was happening. So he was, he didn't sit there and say, oh, woe is me. This is terrible. I can't go on. I've had some setback or difficulty. And that's what we tend to do in the material world. We, we, we have to have faith in Krishna consciousness and not let ourselves be, be torn down or brought down by the difficulties that we face. And the, the, the difficulties are severe. But Prabhupada's difficulties were there to show us as an example. Just like the Bhagavatam, Pariksit, and Krishna interacting. These are examples for us to take heart and to, to, to take into our heart and to feel happy about and to know that Krishna is going to help us, that Krishna is guiding us. He guided Prabhupada. And look what Prabhupada did in his lifetime. Came to America, impossible situation. Honestly, in 1965, who was coming to America on a boat? I mean, even then there was transatlantic flight, flights, right? Prabhupada didn't get a flight and have an easy way over here. You know, he had to come on a boat. And it was not a big boat. It was a small boat. And the seas were very rough. And he, he had to suffer seasickness, difficulties. And then he had heart attacks on these trips, on the trip. It was just incredibly difficult. So Prabhupada didn't sit there and say, I just, Krishna, make it happen, (laughs) right? He was given the instruction of his spiritual master, go to the West and preach. He didn't say, well, you know, I think I'm going to stay in Vrindavan. I'm old now. I'm 69. Let me just, let Krishna will do it, (laughs) right? Krishna can do anything. (laughs) Krishna, I'm your pure devotee. Can I just have a little rest? (laughs) No, it's preposterous. Prabhupada didn't say that. He wanted difficulty. He wanted it to hurt. <laughs> Literally. 
He wanted, he was going to do devotional service till it hurt. And that's what devotional service means. You do it even if it hurts, even if it's hard, even if it's difficult. And that's really the actual nature of devotional service. And I'm going to tell a story. This is from paraphrase from other devotees. But His Holiness Radhanath Swami recently had his Vyas Puja celebration and the devotees played a class of Maharaj speaking. And there was a question. And the question was, how do you know what you're doing is devotional service? You know, how do you know what we're doing every day? How do you know it's devotional service? And his reply was, and this is a paraphrase, and the question is paraphrased too, so I'm sorry if I'm not stating it quite right, but I want to go into the meaning of what he said. So paraphrasing what he said, if, if, if it's something you're doing that takes some effort, if it hurts, then that's devotional service. It's not some easy or ordinary thing, right? It's something that requires sacrifice of time, money, energy. You're not just doing it for your own pleasure. So let's think about that. How much do we do in Krishna consciousness that's really for our own pleasure? Don't we try to dovetail a lot of things for our own pleasure? Like you say, well, I'll come and I'll dress the deities. I'll do deity worship. And okay, I do once, maybe twice a week. But it's very pleasurable, right? And it's easy because I only do it twice a week, maybe three. That's not a lot. Okay, what if I have to do it every day? Oh, now that hurts. That pushes me, right? Because I've got to find time in my day. I've got to arrange things. And I'm giving so much more in a more difficult way than if I just say, well, I'll only do one or two. You know, that's easier for me. It's still hard. You know, you have to get up. It's, it's, it's if you do the morning worship or any time of day that you come and worship the deities, you have to shower, you have to think about it, you have to be ready, you don't eat three hours before, you take a shower, you wear clean cloth, you come here and do the service. Okay, that hurts. Yeah, so even two things a week, that's good. There's some hurt in that, there's some effort in that, but it's not really it, 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 well, from that it's good, and it's, but we know we have to expand that. That that's got to become everything at some point. You know, that should be all of us. That should be what we're doing twenty four seven, just for Krishna, giving till it hurts, like Sri the Prabhupada did. He didn't just take it easy. <laughs> he never took vacation, right? There never was a time. <laughs> Baba said, well, you know, let us go to Hawaii. <laughs> Let's just get a place, get me a place on the beach. <laughs> no, he didn't. Anywhere he went, he was spreading Krishna consciousness. He was thinking about Krishna and he was racking his brain and, and using his efforts to say, I want to help these people. These, these young people are coming to me. They're joining. They're my disciples. I have, I'm, I have a duty to instruct them. And so he never gave up on that. That goal, that duty, his efforts were always for us, always for the fallen conditioned souls. He was always thinking of Krishna. He would wake up from naps or, and, and devotees would be there and Prabhupada would be in ecstasy because he was thinking of Krishna and he was seeing how Krishna was saving the fallen conditioned souls. He had a dream with Tamal Krishna or Tamal Krishna Maharaj one time was there. Prabhupada woke up 
and 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 Prabhupada was very ple- happy, and he he said, "I just dream, you know, so many souls were surrendering to Krishna. And they're going back home, back to Godhead. They were accepting the, this uh, Hare Krishna movement, and they were chanting." And Tamal Krishnamurti said, "Did any of them fall down?" And Prabhupada said, "No, certainly not." He said, "How could they?" When their names are already engraved, engraved as going back home, back to Godhead. Amazing, right? So what does that mean? How are we going to go back to Godhead? Is it going to be because we just give when it's easy? We do service when, when we sacrifice our time for Krishna, when we have extra time, when, when, when we have enough money, then we give it to Krishna? You know, there was a uh, Mataji that left her body with Tamal Krishna Maharaj, and she was on. Uh, she was in, sitting behind him in the in the vehicle when it crashed, and I think the vehicle, the the brunt was in Tamal Krishna Maharaj and, and her. Well, she hit the seat. She left her body at the same time as Tamal Krishna Maharaj. So, my goodness, who was she? Somebody very special. And her husband uh, glorified her afterwards in a lecture in, in, in an assembly of devotees. And he said she was the kind of devotee that was like 24-7. And she was always doing, she was always involved. She, she, she didn't have a lot of money, he said. They didn't have a lot of money. He said, but even she didn't have much money, she would give her money to devotees that needed it. She gave so much, he said, that it hurt us. It was difficult for us. But she gave so much to the temple and to the devotees, what little she'd had, she would still give. And we see that with with advanced devotees. They don't hoard money. They don't say, well, I need this much in savings and then I'll be happy. Then I can give you something, Krishna. No. They give what they have. As soon as they get it, they give it. <laughs> Prabhupada didn't care, you know, the watch example, right? Someone would give him a Rolex, right? Someone else would walk a couple days later, give him a Timex. Prabhupada would take the Rolex off and give that, and he would put on the Timex. <laughs> he didn't care. He didn't say, well, okay, let me <laughs> let me get you another watch later. I'm going to keep this Rolex. No. <laughs> he didn't care. He didn't. He didn't see it. As, as, well, I've got to do this to get ahead. I can only give it to Krishna once I have enough. And so this is the principle of sacrificing for Krishna. How do we know we're doing devotional service? Okay, I sit on, I chant. I put on a dhoti, I do some service. But is that really it? No, it's not. Unless you're really, really pushing. We, we have to fight the complacency. You know, we have to fight our laziness. And I'm speaking for myself. My complacency, my laziness, my not giving enough, you know, just doing it when it's easy, when it's, it's, uh, and it becomes ordinary. And it shouldn't be. The, another example is Tamal Krishna Maharaj when he went to, uh, Gita Nagri. This was some short time after Srila Prabhupada had left the planet. And he went there, I think maybe they, they, they had some questions or they need some help with something. So Tamal Krishnamaraj went there to, to, to maybe set up some management. This was a long time ago. And, and Tamal Krishnamaraj said, when I first got there, they were all happy and smiling and doing devotional service. 
He said, by the time I left there, nobody was smiling. And so you sit there and say, why? What does that mean? <laughs> why? What's wrong with devotees smiling and being happy in devotional service, right? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it is that it was not the kind of devotional service that Prabhupada taught to Krishna Maharaj. He taught to Krishna Maharaj to give everything and to give till it hurts. And, and, and Hare Krishna is about smiling. It is about happiness. But it's also about giving till it hurts. It's about doing service that's beyond the ordinary. That's not just easy. It has to be more. It has to be that you give till it hurts. That you make a sacrifice of your time and energy and effort. And you don't have any space for Maya on your calendar. During your day, you don't sit there, here's my block of time for Maya, right? <laughs> that time I was going to go see a movie. I was going to read the newspaper. I was going to watch TV. No, you give it to Krishna and you say, now is the time I'm going to, I'm going to keep giving till it hurts. You're tired. It's been a long day. You hear the devotees are going out on Harinam or they're going to go chant. And all literally all you have to do is stand there or sit there and chant. It's not hard, is it? No. But what's hard is making yourself go do it because you don't want to because we're lazy. That's when it's devotional service, right? When a devotee comes up to you after you've just washed pots, you've cleaned the floor, you've done some, you've done two hours of deity worship, you've done, and they say, can you help me with this service? That's when you, if, when you say yes, when you're giving, when you're, when you're going deep, deep, more deeply into your surrender, into your sacrifice for Krishna, for, for your spiritual master. When you're, when you've chanted 12 rounds and you say, Lord, isn't that enough? <laughs> you know, I went to the kirtan, so I chanted a little there. Can that, can, can you add that to it? No! <laughs> That's not sacrifice, right? Give more. Do all your rounds as a sacrifice. It's hard sometimes. I don't want to chant. I don't want to chant all my rounds. Well, you have to. You made a, an agreement to do that. Who, who, who are you hurting if you don't chant all your rounds? Yourself. Krishna's not going to be mad at you, right? But you're not going to be doing the thing that you promised to do that you promised in front of the deities, in front of the guru, in front of the parampara. You said, I want, I want Krishna more than I want material enjoyment. You made that vow, you, you accept Krishna, you take a spiritual master and you agree to chant. And then, and then you say, well, after some time, nah, I just want it easy. Let me take it easy. <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's, it's the proof is in the uh, example that the devotee set, His Holiness, Radna Swami, unbelievable example, an acharya, a incredible devotee, showing the example of how to surrender, how to do devotional service, 100%, 100% for Krishna. It's not like 1% he's hanging on to. <laughs> 
You know, I got a little stash here. No, no stashes, right? Everybody always had a stash, right? You can stash a little for yourself. No, there's no stash. He gave everything, gives everything to Krishna. And for a long time, <laughs> they've been a pure devotee for forever. So we need to listen to these examples and fight the complacency in our Krishna consciousness. And and really, isn't it about like reviving our spirit? Like um Nico Prabhu, you know, you're you're still you you've been around the devotees, you're you're showing so much regard, you're busy, you you're you, you when you have free time you come and do service, right? I mean that's amazing. And that's wonderful. And it's that kind of spirit that we have to keep in our heart throughout our devotional life, you know, to have that kind of spirit. And so sometimes, you know, it it means we got to revive that spirit. You know, it, it gets dormant because we get complacent and we get comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with having a comfortable house and a, and a comfortable life. You can be comfortable, but that's not the goal, right? We We can't just say that's the goal. We have to get along with other devotees. We have to make that a linchpin of our life because we're getting mercy from each other. And we give mercy and we get mercy. And by doing that, we advance in Krishna consciousness. And so um, let's make ourselves uncomfortable, right? A little bit more for Krishna during the day. There's things we can do. You know, Krishna's not asking us to uh, to to become, uh, you know, just slaves and, and work till we're, you know, skin and bone and say, oh, now, I mean, it's nice if you can do that, right? I mean, what a sacrifice. Sacrifice your own body for Krishna. But he wants us to turn away from the material energy and give a little bit more back. And so, um, that was, those were all the comments I had about, it's really not directly on the verse, but I thought it was a good time to talk about something like that because I just heard about it. But Pariksit, we're going to hear about his uh, incredible, astonishing example. And uh, you, you said we sometimes say, well, these were very special people. Uh, I'm not like that. I'm not. Actually, you are. The devotees, every person is special. Krishna loves uh, all of the devotees, all every living entity, just as much as he loves Pariksit, just as much as he loves Arjuna. Wow. Yeah. Especially if you chant, Hare Krishna, if you try to spread Krishna consciousness, right? The Bhagavad Gita says there is no one more dear to Krishna than he who tries to preach Krishna consciousness to others. No one more dear. So let's remember that when we get a chance to go out and spread Krishna consciousness to others. Any comments or questions? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Nico Prabhu. That's really nice. I'll try to paraphrase a little bit. And and the last part of what you said was, all of it was nice, but the last part especially, being that example. And uh, say it again, the last part. Gosh, it's already left me. <laughs> oh, super soul is in your heart. And giving that to others and remembering that others 
are situated like that and, 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 and being positive to each other. Yeah, that's huge. That's so huge that we remember that. Um, and, and it's not just with other devotees, but with anyone you meet too. What kind of example are you showing? You know, if you're, if your energy is down, you're negative, you're ugly. What, 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 what is that? You know, how, how are you giving that being an example, Krishna, to others? That's really nice. And I really, really love the first part of what you said, how you have to keep your mind uh, and body together. And that means proper nutrition, proper exercise. You can't just eat junky all the time or your consciousness goes down, right? You have to have that proper body energy, eating the right foods. And it's so beneficial because it affects your outlook and your attitude. And, and the, and the mind-body connection has to be nourished so that you can get these things done. If you, if you're already always grounding out because, you know, you're not eating right, you let your health go, you don't exercise enough, the body is the machine that Krishna gave us and we have a duty to keep it up nicely. And the, the more you can take care of it, the more you can make it fine-tuned to be a better uh, body for spreading Krishna consciousness because you feel better and that positive outlook is infectious and you can give it to others. Absolutely. You got to take care of the body so you can do better service. And not not let it bring you down because you're not not taking care of it properly. Yeah, I think it's a big problem, you know, uh, for and you know, and we have to remember that that not that we become fanatics, but fanaticism is not taking care of the the body properly, right? Walking, running, exercise, proper diet is so important, and we can see devotees that do that, like you, other devotees. Um, that you can see how the uh, them taking care of their bodies so nicely, it nourishes their Christian consciousness. It makes them better devotees. So thank you so much for those comments. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki.